This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chad Brown does what we do at 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Former NFL linebacker, despite the fact that he played for the Steelers, we like him. And he's back with us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Chad, how are you? Hey, Chad. Hey, guys. I'm doing really well. How are you guys? We are well. We'll bring you into the conversation that's made uh, Andy's head ready to explode in a minute here. First of all, Super Bowl 38-35. You're a former linebacker. Did you like it? I thought it was a great Super Bowl. You know, obviously, uh, my cup of tea for a defensive battle um, is not everyone's uh, desire for a football game. The NFL has continued to change rules to allow the offense to score more points. So, uh, from that perspective, it was compelling. It was interesting. It came down to the last minutes of the ball game. Uh, we saw two quarter, great quarterbacks on display. Uh, yeah, I thought there was a lot to love about this Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, I keep. It was funny because we talked about how how much fun this was from an offensive perspective. But I do think that, I mean, it, like a lot of people want to talk about the last or the the final penalty that was called in the game, and I'm like, you know what? Um, Philadelphia had chances to stop them all throughout the second half and not put themselves in a position where the penalty could could make a difference in the game. But everyone wants to kind of circle what happened at the end because it happened at the end. I, I just don't I'm just thinking as a former player, can you can you look at that from the same perspective? We got man, in the first quarter, if I would have made that tackle when I had him behind the line of scrimmage instead of letting him go, that could have changed the whole game. It's always interesting because obviously things at the end of a game get magnified. Right. Um, but it, it, each, each play has a ripple effect that continues throughout the rest of the game. Um, and so for Philadelphia fans who may be upset about that call, well, what about the big punt return that you gave up? Right. What about the big run by Patrick Mahomes that kind of sealed the game? What about the fumble from Jalen Hurts that ended up being points on the board for Kansas City? So there's, you know, there's always going to be plays that you want to point to to claim your case, but there's always plays on the offensive side that – that disproved your case. And for me, that was absolutely the correct call. It was clearly holding. I think Greg Olson during the broadcast missed the actual penalty because it wasn't the left hand that was the penalty. It was earlier in the the route when Juju kind of ran that snag route going in one direction and started to go the other direction. Bradbury grabbed with the right hand, ended up tugging that jersey and kind of slingshotting himself closer to Juju on that route. That's where the penalty occurred. It was clearly a penalty to me. I've been called for defensive holding for less than that, and I wasn't <laughs> upset by it. And for the sports fans who, or football fans who want to say, how can the ref make that call at that point in the ball game? Do we really want 
to task officials who have an incredibly difficult job with now they need to be aware of what point in the ball game things are, and i got to swallow my whistle now where I, I couldn't do it earlier, and I don't want to make my part – I don't want to make myself part of the conversation. All that stuff is ridiculous. Was the call correct or not? And if an official sees something, is he supposed to call it or is he not? Do we really want to have them have a, a, an extra layer of thoughts of, oh, it's only two minutes on the clock, I can't call it now? If you see it, call it. That's the way a game should be officiated. Chad, let me combine a couple of uh, couple of thoughts that we've been going with today. And then K.J. Wright, former Seahawk linebacker, like you, uh, was on our show a little while ago and said something. You had star talent at the wide receiver spots, you know, certainly for Philadelphia, and a ton of talent at wide receiver for the Chiefs. No Tyreek Hill, but a lot of guys. And you had a seventh-round draft pick in Pacheco running the ball well for for the Chiefs and the running game of Philadelphia, which was so great all year. Uh, they used a bunch of guys. Miles Sanders is terrific, but I, I think it's safe to say the running back position has been downplayed in the NFL. KJ said about our team, he would trade Nick Chubb because if you have Nick Chubb here, you're going to give him the football, which gets in the way of Deshaun Watson being the dynamic quarterback that he could be. And Andy and I think, all right, it's up to the coaches to figure it out. First of all, if you're the Browns and you have Deshaun Watson, would you want a guy like Nick Chubb behind him or would you not? Would you think that gets in the way? Uh, I got a lot of respect for for KJ and, and his career. Um, you know, being a former Seahawks linebacker, there's a kind of a brotherhood there. But I think he's absolutely incorrect. Um, what what great quarterback is not helped by a great running game? I, I, I don't I don't understand the thinking that those two are incompatible. Um, your offense is going to be better if you have some balance. If you want your quarterback to throw the ball 70% of the time, maybe then you can go with that kind of thinking. But I think we want balance. Part of the reason why the Eagles were in the Super Bowl wasn't because Jalen Hurts threw the ball 70% of the time on offensive snaps. It's because they had some balance. He ran the ball. They ran the ball well as a team. And when they handed it to, to running backs, and they threw the ball well. Balance is critical. Part of the Chiefs' second half, which made them difficult to defend, was because they didn't ask Patrick Mahomes to go back there and throw the ball every single play, despite being down by double digits. They had balance to their offense. They ran the ball with Pacheco, which then slowed down that Philadelphia Eagles pass rush, which led the league with 70 sacks this year. It's hard to, to believe that KJ would not recognize the pressure that balance provides to a defense. I can't pin my ears back and go after your quarterback if you've got a threat to run the ball consistently. So uh, I completely disagree with that take. Balance is important. Browns will be better off with Nick Chubb in their backfield than they would be if he was not in their backfield. All right, you're, t- you're talking to two guys Chad, here. Chad, thank you so yeah. much for being the voice of reason, and thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah. I, I know we normally don't give this out to, to guests of the show, but you are a friend of the show in my eyes always so – you are now officially a friend of the show. I just want you to know that. Thank you, Chad. There <laughs> is no prize, Chad. There is Sorry. no prize. You Sorry win a free bag of air, but that's but, okay. And Andy and I both agree with you. We don't want to trade Nick Chubb. However, and I'll play devil's advocate here, the way the rules are now in the NFL, can you get just about anybody who's been pretty good at running back to go be a good enough running back for you in this day and age? And and again, I'm not uh, I'm not trading Nick Chubb, but – you know, Pacheco steps in as a seventh-round draft pick and lights it up. You know, you see guys all around the league doing that. 
whereas it looks like the premier wide receivers are the guys who really make a difference on the field. I will agree with the thought that the running back position has been devalued in the NFL. But the NFL has, has always been a, a bit of a, a, a circular kind of league. For a while, you know, obviously you had to have a bell cow running back. Then you began to, to share the load. Uh, for a while, it was all about tall receivers. And it went to smaller, quicker receivers. Uh, the Patriots, when they had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, it was about putting key tight ends on the field and making defenses you know, keep their linebackers on the field so then you can throw the ball. So there's always a cyclical process, 3-4 defense to 4-3 defense. I think at some point the importance of the running game will become a bigger factor as defenses begin to try to go with smaller, lighter guys, defensive guys who can play the space game a little bit better. There's going to be a coach who says, you know what, they want to go with 220-pound linebackers, we'll run it down their throat. Um, and that will be a way to, to be successful. But I don't think uh, there's a way to – just get anybody off, off the couch who can come in and play running back for you. The Chiefs drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire early in the draft. I think he was a, what, a late first-round pick uh, a couple of years back, and he has proven not to be the guy that Isaiah Pacheco has been. So it's more about the player than the draft status. Um, and I think you've got to, if you can get a good quality running back, no matter where you get that guy, then you can roll with that guy. Um, I think running backs may be a little bit easier to plug in and play and have a fair level of success, but to truly be great, you've got to find yourself a great one. And the Browns have a great one with Nick Chubb. So not only do you keep him on the team, but you make him a part of your game plan each and every week. No doubt about that. As a guy that played for the Steelers, I, I mean, how I look at the Browns and their inability to make it to the playoffs, and then I wonder – all right, how much of this is the fact that they're in the AFC North? And, you know, it, normally, you know, as you know, Pittsburgh was in our way all the time, except for one time where they were able to beat them in the playoffs. You know, we're, we're sitting here with the Ravens, and it looks like Lamar Jackson's going to get franchised. And then the Bengals are sitting there as one of the best teams in the AFC. H- how much do you think just being in the AFC North has set, you know, the Browns back as, as far as making the playoffs? Because I look at that NFC East from last year, and I think about what they were and how that's flipped, but yet I never think that happens in the AFC North. It rarely does because one or two teams is always going to be very good. Well, I think you said it. One or two, one or two teams are going to be good every single year, and there's such great organizations, uh, long-standing organizations that understand how to how to build things. In Baltimore, clearly, Harbaugh's been there forever. They know what they're looking for. Ozzie Newsom, I know he stepped down, but he's still involved. They know what they're looking for. If you are a scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're trying to find the next outside linebacker, they've been playing the same defense since I was there, getting there 30 years ago. Right, so yeah. am I looking for Greg Lloyd or, or, or uh, Ch- uh, Chad Brown or Kevin Green or T.J. Watt or Joey Porter? I mean, the list of guys is so long, it's very easy to scout for that Steelers defense because you know exactly what you're looking for versus the Cleveland Browns where the constant churn and turnover from uh, GMs and coaches and quarterbacks, because they're always in this chase position. They're always chasing somebody in that division. Well, if we want to beat Pittsburgh, we got to do this. And if we want to beat Baltimore, we got to do this. I think the Browns may be better served just trying to build up their own team um, for a bit here rather than trying to chase whoever is leading that division. 
Chad Brown's with us, former Steelers, Seahawk linebacker, currently at 104.3, the fan in Denver. So uh, if you're Sean Payton and you're going to the Broncos, the team that, that you talk about all the time, Chad, uh, other than, A, getting a great deal and getting paid like crazy, was your reaction, okay, great, I get to work with Russell Wilson, or was it, okay, I get to try and straighten out Russell Wilson? I think it's a little bit of, of, of both. I think there's the, the hopefulness that – uh, Russell Wilson still has something that is uh, to be worked with. Um, but clearly when you watch that tape from last year, uh, there's got to be some doubts, even for a coach as skilled as Sean Payton, of can I quote-unquote fix this guy? I saw a guy in Russell Wilson who lost at least a step and a half, maybe two steps. Um, I saw a guy who uh, seemed to lack the ability to go through his progressions properly. There seemed to be an overwhelming desire to throw the ball Deep. Sometimes he would throw it into defensive team meetings, and there's like, hey, there's a underneath receiver who's open. He's at eight yards. Just take the eight yards. The defense is giving that to you, yet you want to throw it 48 yards downfield, and, and there's four defenders down there. So some of that stuff I'm not sure is actually going to be able to be fixed. Will this offense be better? I think so. Coach Hackett never really got the offense going last year. There was no rhythm. You know, he was – interviewed at halftime, uh, going into the locker room at, at one game. I can't remember which game it was. And he said, we got to find a run the ball. We got to find a way to run the ball here in the second half. We got to run the ball more than we did in the first half. We got to return to the run. The first six plays of the third quarter, they passed the ball. So that kind of disconnect, I don't think it's going to happen with Sean Payton. Therefore, they'll be better. But I don't feel very comfortable predicting where Russell Wilson is or is going to be because I saw a guy who was clearly on the decline, and I have yet to see an NFL player who has returned from such a, uh, a steep decline and found a way to get back to their previous self, barring injury. Great to have you back with us, Chad. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, guys. Chad Brown, 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Friend of the show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.